literally took two minutes. I was I, I asked it the question and I said, This is my problem. Here is the fucking the document. Like copy pasted it. And then it's like, oh just do this, you dinkus. It looks like a pretty sl- shit solution to me, to be honest. I saw it and was like, I wouldn't use that. Welcome to Game of Nodes, a weekly podcast on Cosmos from independent validator teams. Hello and welcome to Game of Nodes, a weekly podcast on the Cosmos from independent validator teams. And we are now at the point of the bear market, I guess, or at the point of the technological singularity where we're quite happy to just outsource our validator operations to chat GPT, it seems. So um, is it a new low? Is it a new high? You decide. Hey, man. I've seen enough people using Work. it to do things that took me like a week to do, and it takes you like eight seconds to have existential dread from ChatGPT. Did you not have existential dread already? Well, I was kind of in a, in a permanent state of dread, but now it's like there's two stages, and I'm definitely in stage two. <laughs> there might be more stages, but I'm definitely past the original stage. <laughs> <laughs> I... Uh... I, I I recently discovered that Everything Everything, the kind of British guitar pop band, put out uh, a new record last year, and I missed it when it came out. I don't know why. Um, there's a track on there. I can't remember what it's called. I don't think it's Software Great Man, um, but there's another track on there where the chorus is, you're in love with the future, and I, I don't know why. And I just, I heard that, and I was like, this this song could not be more where I am right now. And then literally chat GPT came out the week later and I was like, yep, 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 100%. And the yeah. weirdest thing actually is that they, they have weird lyrics, right? Anyway, at the best of times. Um, and this was, I guess this would have been about a couple of years ago when they were writing the album. Their front man basically just like put a bunch of prompts into um, a, a natural language net that a friend had made to just see it spit out like from his own seeds of actual song lyrics, garbage. And it basically just spat out what looks like Jonathan Higgs's actual lyrics. Like that is one of those where they're like, Oh yeah, a bunch of it is actually just like computer gibberish. And it's, it's a statement about, and then like <clears throat> you look at it and you're like, you could, you can run, you can sing, you can crush every bluebird on the planet. And you're like, I I don't know if that's Jonathan Higgs trying to be poetic or if that's the computer erroring. I actually honestly couldn't tell you if that is a normal everything, everything lyric or that is computer says no. Um, but also related to the, on a previous album, 2015's get to heaven for those paying attention uh, to the discography of everything, everything. Um, they also have a song called Su- uh, was it spring, summer, winter dread, which is also oddly, oddly relatable to the, <laughs> the current situation i don't think relevant i I don't take kindly to that to fall being dread spring summer i think it's spring summer winter dread yeah yeah no as as a as an autumn child i take offense well i mean it's autumn is just absent the point is that the the season coming or or the the changing the seasons brings i mean i guess if it comes after spring not to get too monty python about it but presumably it's spring that's dread they just skipped autumn maybe maybe (laughs) <laughs> hey, hey look you know these are all things you should take up on the everything everything official forum or their subreddit or reddit or whatever passes for, for such a thing in this advanced technological hellscape okay um th- that's that's what i said about that 
I'll just do what I normally do and write a strongly worded letter. That's like nice. one of my favorite hobbies. If I like find a product that I don't like, I'll write the company and be like, listen, you got to do better. Have you <laughs> actually done that? Oh man, I should have shown you. I have like an entire stack of responses from companies and like I have a direct yeah. like line in on the Tillamook ice cream because I've messaged them so many times. Like they, they used to have, uh, well, they do still have ice cream, uh, chocolate chip cookie dough ice cream. And their, their cookie dough chunks, you'd have to get like literally like four in a quart of ice cream or a quart and a half of ice cream. And they'd be like this big. They'd be huge. And there's just the four of them. And so I messaged them and was like, what the hell are you doing? Like you have such a good base here and you have like no actual cookie dough bits. You got to like do better. And so they sent a, a message being like, oh, well, our quality control meets the highest standards. And so naturally I was like, well, clearly it's not high enough because you need to like distribute it better, blah, 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 blah. And so now there's like, Whenever they come out with a new ice cream, they'll send me a, a ticket for it so I can try it. And, and for other companies too, it's it's just weird, the weird thing that I don't know. I don't know how it began, but yeah, I, I write companies whenever, whenever so, I find a product that I think they can improve upon. Like I say that all the time. It's like a phrase that I use when people say, oh, this fucking, this thing's shit. And I'm like, well, you should write them a fucking letter. <laughs> you should get out the good stationery and write them a letter. And uh, I don't think anyone ever has, but that is fucking phenomenal that you're a person that does that. I, I love that. I shit fucking- you not. And they, I think the companies appreciate it too, because I almost always get a good response of like, wow, we've never gotten a response like this before. What are your <laughs> other thoughts or whatever? Here's a ticket to, to get some more or something. To the CEO. Here's three We listen to our complainers. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So there's, there's that little tidbit. That's, that's actually a really fun hobby because sometimes you'll just receive an email out of the blue back from a company. You forgot that you messaged and they're like, Hey, we just addressed this. Here's a, here's a free ticket. I'm like, Oh, sweet. I get, I can go get some, some tortilla chips next week. Awesome. (laughs) So I, when I was a kid, I remember like, um, I remember someone saying like, Oh, if you write a letter that you got, like, you know, a pencil in your packet of chips they'll send you like a box of free chips <laughs> uh, i guess there's some truth to that maybe not a box of free chips but like you know it's a big least, uh, it's a big problem for large companies that like um i remember there was a whole thing um the friend a friend worked for a large british retailer and they had to deal with the situation where there was a i want to say a punnet of strawberries and there was a rat and they were threatening to go to the papers with this rat, dead rat in the in the strawberries, and um, they they had to obviously submit the rat for as part of the complaint. And they were like, you know, well, we want we want thirty grand, otherwise we're going to the papers. This is unacceptable. And they were like, well, we, we need to see evidence of this rat, right? So they they sent the rat, and they're like, but you know, we've got evidence. This this happened. Blah blah blah. Don't try and pull a fast one. And then um, because obviously the amount of money they're essentially getting blackmailed for, they – and f- like here's the thing, right? Fuck knows whose job is um, – what's the word? Like uh, pathologist? Yeah, right. Who's a, a rat pathologist? Okay. But whoever was the rat pathologist, I assume that's actually just a vet. Um, but hey, maybe there's a specialist rat pathologist was like – the rat has been poisoned, but we don't know if the rat was poisoned before or after it died. We just know it has poison in its system, which 
it raises a lot of questions. That's all I'm saying. There's, you know, you, it, it's like an escalation. You think that there's actually been a bit of quality control slippage, and what you actually discover is murder, <laughs> albeit of a rat. Um, did they get their thirty grand? No, but they did get a payoff um, because apparently, like, it's it's the it the papers like if they have a slow news day, they might just publish any of your garbage, and you look like as a big company, like you can't just, well, you, you can just sue a newspaper, but like, damage is done. Well, yeah, but it's also, it's kind of like, um, it's like a bad sport thing. And it also might, if you ever advertise with that paper, it might, you know, interrupt that relationship. There's a lot of reasons why you just write, write it off as a, oh, well, this is a big fuck up and you move on like rather than like the Streisand effect kind of thing. You don't want to like draw a bigger fucking crosshairs on your back. You just go like you you put out a prepared statement. And you say this is probably somebody you know. We have highest quality standards. Unless this is submitted to us and tested independently, blah blah blah. We have no interest in blah 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 blah. So instead, to just stop having to go through that whole faff, potentially, you just pay them five grand or a grand, or give them a bunch of store credit and tell them to fuck off. Um, essentially, it was like what I, th- I gather happened, but I, I wasn't close enough to it to, to be 100% certain. But I, did, I gather they didn't get the 30K, but I think they might have got like 500 quid or something like that. I don't know. Um, but yeah, the rat was murdered, right? Justice for rat. I mean, so I think strawberries is like four or five dollars, right? If they got 500 out of it, that, that's a cool 100x. That's, that's still a good deal. It's a good business. Good business plan <laughs> if you can scale it. You just need enough retailers to hit up with the rat scam. Um, but apparently it's really, really common. Anyway, um, scams of that nature. Um, so yeah. yeah, no, I don't try and scam. Uh, I try and do it like, I guess, as an engineer would. Like I'll take a picture of the product code and like all the identifying information so they know where the, sor- the source was from and then like provide all of that alongside like the quality control issues. I, I'm not messing around. Like I've, I've got it down. It's like you're you're outside the building stalking it with your long range fucking lens. <laughs> yeah, like it's like a vigilante. It's like you've a vigilante. Like hacked into the system to find out the exact person that was on the control line that day, and you've like followed them home. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. Well, so so kind whenever like uh, Artifact and I were when we were at sushi, that's what we were laughing about. We were laughing about me going and uh, messaging companies about that uh, at Eve Denver. <clears throat> oh so, like, yeah. The the. The fucking sushi restaurant? Yeah. 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 When he and I were falling apart. Yeah, that was why because we're talking about this. Yeah. F- there was a lot of fucking laughing going on. I was like, what in the fuck is this about, man? <laughs> like pray Schiltzy was literally falling off his fucking seat, man. I've never heard someone giggle so much in all of my life. And I'm like, there's something real funny going on over here, and I've got no idea what it is. So I'm just gonna laugh along, pretend they're not laughing at me. <laughs> well, well, so so artifact. He, uh, I guess, he has like a, a doctorate in. Um, He's got a doctorate or a master's. He has he has some some higher education he's, in like. If he's got a doctorate, then we are surrounded by doctors at this point, right? Because yeah, you know, we found out well, not no doxing, but we found out another another person in the extended gamer nodes family is a doctor. <laughs> Making you know what's the what's the phrase? Um, uh, imposter syndrome intensifies. It's like a little bit of that. Yeah, so that was stage one of existential dread is imposter syndrome. Stage two is Chet GPT. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I to be a lot fair, of thought leaders posting about how they're like co- using it to co-pilot and write code. And I'm like, 
yeah, but then what's the fucking point of your life? Look, like, man, I had a problem. I consulted Whomans. We couldn't figure it out. I asked ChatGPT. Yeah, yeah, but that, that's infrastructure. That's Ansible. It's not. It's not real. It's kind of. It's codish. It's mainly YAML files. It's not. Well, it's not. It's not that it's code. It's that it was an, a problem. Yeah, no, I, but I'd, I'd, I'd ask ChatGPT to write me some YAML. I mean, it's fucking YAML, you know what I mean? Like, nobody gives a fuck about YAML. Um, but, like, <laughs> sorry, they don't. It's not, it's not, no, but my, my point is, if you I mean, have I to give write, a fuck because it took me a fucking day to get it to work. Yeah, welcome to why people try and palm off ops on other people and why ops engineers can, like, write, write a number on a piece of paper and say, yep, that's the number. And people go, really? I mean, I'm pretty sure I could hire two programmers for that. And they go, yeah, and the programmers can't be fucked to do this, can they? No, they can't. Right? Okay. Right. What was the? What did you want this check made out to? Like that's that's my experience of of working and ops contractors, man. I mean, they're usually obviously really good because they, um, you know, you have to be to survive and stay sane in the ops game as a contractor, I guess. But uh, so yeah. partial partial match says he found some um, fucking plastic in his spaghetti. Sent them a, sent them an email, and uh, their resolution was to give him discounts to buy more Heinz. <laughs> That that's what literally always happens. I always just get like discounts for or or free products from from the same thing. Like, oh, you, you didn't like these bag of chips? Have another one. Yeah, I mean, like, what else do they have? Like that their thing. They've like got chips. They're just like, have some chips. And you're like, ow, ow, that still hurt. Fuck. <laughs> like, it was supposed to hurt you. So I don't I don't know. That kind of seems like you're working for free to give them product advice, and then they charge you. Yeah. This but, is why we need usurper here. Like usurper would be like, right, come on, Dylan, how long does it take for you to write a letter? And then, you know, let's let's get some numbers going here. Send, like, send a letter. Oh, this is crazy. You take us a big L's on the on the behalf of you know big ice cream or whoever it is you're writing to. It's so it's worth every minute of entertainment though, because one time I messaged someone and I guess they had like a third party contractor handle their ops and they were like this sounds really serious. I'm just going to send it off to the founder or something. And I was like, oh, okay. The third-party management people just couldn't do it. I uh, I discovered a thing the other day, actually. I did have to write – it wasn't a strongly read letter, but I did have to get in touch with customer support because um, true, true to brand, I was trying to book a train, but I couldn't for reasons, um, which will become clear. And I was just like, okay, right, I just need to move this to the business account. No worries. I tried to use like uh, the uh, one of the business emails we have, and it didn't work. And I was like, "What the fuck?" So, it. Long story short, I get in touch with them, and it turns out that if you've ever checked out as a guest, you've had to provide an email to send your booking to, or a, or a phone number, or whatever, or just collect it at the station with a a code, right? I didn't think they did anything with that email, but apparently their system actually creates a ghost user, and then you can never use that email again. And I had literally discovered this bug in their system by just being, um, what's the one, uh, poorly organized enough that I needed to try and like use a different email other than the account I actually had registered. I was like, oh, fuck, what, 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 what other emails do I actually own? Okay, this one, this will work. Can I, can I move this to this? And then that will solve all my email-based problems. And they were like, oh yeah, it turns out actually we, you can't move emails. And it just generically errors somewhere deep in the mythical stack here. And I was like, oh, you're welcome. Um, should I send over my rate card? No, no I didn't say that. <laughs> send that to a customer service representative who's in the call center. That would be incredibly glib and, and crass of me. But 
makes a funny one liner for a second there. Um, one of the lads in the office I used to work in actually used to also be a bit of a serial customer complainer, and his but his were, I would say probably I, I can't see yours being that petty, Shulsey. Whereas his were like he used to also bulk buy things. Um, so like he got, I think he got like some kind of sporting injury, and so he was like, I need some bath salts. So the conclusion was not to, and they come in like you know you've seen bath salts, right? You know they're like a kilo or something is the minimum size or whatever. Somebody tell me, I don't know how many baths that is, but a few, I would guess. He bought 24 of those, you know, just in case, right? Bulk, we're talking bulk. He's a bulk ordering kind of guy. And of course, one that he split in transit. And then I come into the office one day, like I'm just hoiking my bike up the stairs and I just hear on the phone and he's going to have to have an Alan Partridge voice, whatever. He's just like, well, look, I'm looking on the box here and I would not say this is sufficiently packed. And that cool. That was, that was, that was, I gather, halfway through what would end up being an hour and 10 minute call to resolve the, the, the split bag of Epsom bath salts. Um, but he did get a full refund. I think for, for half of the crate, he got a full refund for the split bag and then also wrangled a refund for half of the crate. But then I don't know if he ever used what was like twenty four of them or something like that. So are you ever can get through twelve. That's such an insane amount. That's insane. He, and he used to do shit like that all the time, like literally maybe half the week. I mean, he had a job. I don't know what he was doing in between all these customer service calls. But our coffee machine in the office blew up. Where we bought we, we years we had this piece of shit. Bought a new one. It blew up after two and a half months. Right, and it's a really weird period of time because. I think it's up to six months. You have to return it to the retailer. Um, <clears throat> and after six months, you return it to the manufacturer, right? Uh, under European consumer law, right? Uh, I believe it's the Consumer, right- consumer Rights Act 1976, possibly. Anyway, um, not important. The point is that most, most retailers, that's like 14 days, isn't it? And then they start to be a bit fucking funny about things. So coffee machine blows up. We're like, what the fuck? <laughs> this is, we just bought a new coffee machine. And then we were like all have exactly the same thought and we literally all t- turn on our chairs to this guy we're just like hey man what are you um what are you up to today you want to go to battle <laughs> what are you up to uh? and he's just like takes off his headphones he's like yeah yeah what's up i'm like we're like uh so uh you know how the coffee machine's fucked he's like yeah 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 that's, that's pretty bullshit isn't it we're like well it's actually um when you think about it it's only two and a half months old isn't it and he's like that's in breach of the consumer rights like 1976 then, isn't it and it's like we, yeah, it might be. It might be. I, I mean, I'm not familiar with the legislation, mate. But, um, but I mean, uh, I mean, I've got the re- and this is one of the other lads like, well, we actually got the receipt in my desk somewhere. Like, you know, pulls it out, and he's like, oh, yeah, it's really pissing me off actually when things like this happen. <laughs> and literally, we packed him off with the thing under one arm. He came back an hour and a half later with his lunch, obviously picked up on the way back. He came back with a new coffee machine. An apology from the manager, a written apology from the manager, uh, and 10, 10 pounds of store credit. It was great. It was, it was absolutely fantastic because he got an apology from the manager. And then he said, Well, actually, I'm doing this on behalf of the office that I work in. I actually did not make this original purchase, although I, I am authorized to, to bring this back. And we're, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I'm I think actually, you know, for the cost of this coffee machine, I think everybody in the office would just appreciate like a note from you to say sorry for this incident because it has been quite disruptive as i'm sure you can imagine they literally wrote like a one night it was only like a one night it was like sorry for your trouble but the fact that you forgot <laughs> like i could 
that's really that's audacious. That that requires some tenacity. I'm I'm not that level. I send the information and I let them decide how they want to make like make it up to me. <laughs> they want to make amends. <laughs> it's like it's like they're they're like, forgive me, Shorty, for I've sinned. <laughs> yeah, the, exactly right. The consumer protection in Australia is pretty good. You're never going to get a letter from a store manager, but you can have something fuck out up to two years and just take it back and be like, fix it. If it's but, if it's within a certain time frame, they'll just replace it. If it's like within another certain time frame, they'll just return to base. Another time frame, they'll they'll like actually repair the fucking thing. So British law isn't superb, but European law is like it's it's five years, and then the thing in British law is what's called a reasonable expectation of use, which is different for different things. Like my reasonable expectation for use for a laptop could be like quite reasonably five years, let's say, and then I think European consumer law is four years for big electronic devices, something like that. Something in the chat is going to correct me anyway. But the upshot of it is that like Apple Care try and sell you Apple Care for three years. There's no point. You tell them to go fuck themselves because, and I've done this, this does work. You turn up after four and a half years with a failed hard drive and they go, oh, sorry, no Apple Care. And you go, yeah, Consumer Rights Act, mate. And they go, oh, you've pressed the magic button that has elevated you to the status <laughs> of a free repair. And it just mm. happens. You've walked through fucking column number five. You literally, it literally goes from go fuck yourself to, ah, you've quoted the legislation. We immediately have to do this for you. It's great. Like it, it, it literally does, it literally does work at that point. But then as soon as you tip over the, like whatever the legal precedent for re- reasonable expectation of use, I think is the wording, whether that's five years or six years, the second you tip over that day or on from the date of your receipt, then they flip back to you're like reasonable expectation of use. And they're like, reasonable expectation of kiss my nuts. And you're like, ah, <laughs> kiss my ass, asshole. Steve Jobs, Jobs. And then they they take all your money and send it to the sarcophagus of Jobs. And that's how it works. Well, then. So uh, <clears throat> moving on then. <laughs> uh, how about the tombstone of the week, the fray? Do you have the, do you have the graphic ready? Tombstone, no way! <laughs> Wow. It's always ready. That's a uh, poor bloody um, uh, 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 fuck usurper. Shrug. What? <laughs> yeah. Poor it's Rhino. A fine line between the- <laughs> clever. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I was going through all the the IRL stuff, and I'm like, what the fuck is this like handle? It's like ah, oh, usurper. Yeah, so, so he's got to so say we should we should just together. address for those of you for those of you that that are, that are listening later. You might have noticed it's been very quiet from a certain corner. Uh, usurper is 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 not here today he will be joining a little bit later um it was pretty much this situation I'm a genius you're fucking wankers you'll never see me again so that that was, that was, that was <laughs> i knew i'd get good value out of that clip when i added it to the role um yeah so <laughs> and that's two two times he has to fucking re-splice the the audio <laughs> I mean, yeah, actually, every time, every time we smash one of those buttons, that's just another edit for Serp, and he's usually the one that stops us from having fun. So, um, <laughs> in, in the private chat, can you stop doing right. that? So, so here's the thing, right? As well, we we got a viewer, we got a viewer question, right? Well, hang on, hang on, hang on. So okay. the tombstone, the tombstone. Sorry, sorry, I, but I just want to say we had a viewer question, right? And they specifically <laughs> said. They're interested in hearing what usurper thought about it, and I was just like, "Yeah, of course," because we're not adults. Like, it's just like it's really obvious that none of us should have responsibility or anything. But it's like, let me speak to the manager. Yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> let me speak to the person who actually knows what's up 
I want to direct my question to Usurper. And you're like, yeah, okay, that fucking figures, doesn't it? That's 100% how it works. Right. <laughs> Tombstone of the week. Should I fucking hit up? I'm going to hit the button again. I'm going to hit the button again. Because, we don't have to edit it. Tombstone! No way! Please, Tombstone of the week. Null. Uh, Stakesedo, Tombstone of the week on Evmos, I believe. Uh, but have no fear, they're spinning up a new validator and you can re-delegate to it. So I think the uh, the purpose of the tombstone, if you ask me. But well, I mean, if you ask, if you ask ninety percent of people, they feel like the (laughs) they feel like the whole uh, seamless. If you if you ask ninety percent of people, they all think that like the double sign tombstone is bullshit anyway. So I tend to agree. Um, But anyway, uh, TMKMS snafu with uh, I didn't quite understand the explanation, but it seems like. I read it. What? What? So it seems to me that potentially they spun up a new validator, probably after waiting for it to state sync for fucking 20 hours. They must have and fucking then, copied. They must no, have no, no. no. I think what they did, they, they redirected their TMKMS, but the other validator was still running um, and reverted to the on-site file. Like potentially they probably turned off the, the um, redirect to the well, the listen address for the signer, which then would have gone back to local while they're trying to, like, you know, use it as a spare or whatever. Yeah, and but that's why you delete that file and then it just creates a new one when it spins back up. Yes, well, you know, some people, yes, don't. that's the correct way to do it. <laughs> and then you put that and you put that little JSON file, that lovely little JSON file on a hard and hard drive, and you go and put it in a bank vault, and then you little. A little bit of YAML, a little bit of Ansible. They could have just done that automatically, but maybe they chat GPT wasn't out then. I mean, using TMKMS in general is kind of gauche at this point. Like I hear someone's using TMKMS and I'm like, wow, people still use that? If you're not oh, using a hardware module, then I'm like, why the hell? What are you doing? We have friends that use TMKMS. We still use TMKMS. Very gauche then. <laughs> so gauche. Well, if you're doing if you're doing if you're using one to one, then there's not a huge amount of. I mean, so there's two, there's two arguments. One, you just go fuck it, run it on the node because SSH has to be compromised before realistically you're going to lose access to a node. Number two, you can use Bastion Host to give you access to a set of IPs and then just say fuck it again, keep it on the node. Who gives a fuck? Um, and then option three is Horcrux, right? But we're we'd be doing Horcrux to do a one to two or a one to one. And we I even, I literally even have a, a node pretty much configured set up with all the stuff for Horcrux in our AWS account, but just stopped. Uh, <clears throat> Make sure stopped. you turn off TMKMS first, lol. <laughs> yeah, no, no, obviously. Yeah. But like the, as in the, the, uh, the EC2 instance is deactivated and it doesn't have any key matter on it yet anyway. Um, but I just, so just for one to one and, um, TMKMS actually encrypts the single signer key, so that's at least a step better than Horcrux if you have a single signer doesn't encrypt it. Um, so that is one benefit of TMKMS as well. Yeah, I think it's just one of those where I'm just like it. It it works. We have a pretty stable setup with it. If we have to do say like a major piece of infrastructure change, then I think we would just basically deprecate that server and then do Horcrux, but. When you're going to do DJ and Horcrux, there, it, there's not as much, you know, 
to, to tell between them. I think if we were really, really actively expanding in the cosmos again, and we were going to go, okay, well, we'll have um, multiple, like like have a proper raft of, of Horcrux nodes, then that's a very, very different, like, um, that's a very, very different scenario. And then, you know, Horcrux makes a lot of sense. But, yeah. You know, being super blunt, like we're just we're just not making enough in Cosmos that it's actually worth the hours or time at the moment to be moving things or overcomplicating things that currently work. Um, and we're pretty confident that as and when we do decide to go, ah, oh, fuck it, you know, we should just do Horcrux because we've actually done most of the legwork. It's only going to be half a day to move it over, but ah, uh, yeah, I don't know. So for those who uh, are listening, um, the Frey <clears throat> turned off his camera uh, a little while back and then has reappeared wearing his new merch, the Needlecast hat. And so now he not only has a god-awful fucking god ray on the side of his face, he now has a shadow halfway across his face. <laughs> but it's a nice hat. It's a nice hat. It's a good hat. I mean, I can turn on the light, but it's such a weird time of year where it's just sort of getting dark or it's just got dark. Is that is that a window? I, I thought you don't have windows up there. There's a window just here. Oh, yes. Yeah, but uh, there's no light coming through, right? So it's dark. But is no, that, no, it's, it's dark it's, now. It's just got dark. It's, it's that I mean, light it's, over to the side. Is The contrast on your face is like the white is just exploding off one side of your face and there's a line through the middle of it where there's like a shadow. <laughs> That's cool. my nose. Just to be clear. <laughs> well, now it's no, there's like a diagonal line across your face where your brim is blocking your light and your nose. I'm just, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think that's just, I think that actually might just be my face. Um, I think that fucking, I think that light section now is actually blowing the pixels out to full white on my uh, monitor. But anyway, that aside, <laughs> it's so fucking bright. Is that not bright for you, Schulte? Uh, it's not that bad now. Oh, wow. Yeah. Not Maybe sure about that. Monitor. Uh, yeah, it might be a little bit. I mean, it is, it is, to be fair, I mean, it is a brightish light, but it's also, I mean, it's like a warm orange. I think it's possibly that the camera is not really good enough to deal with a direct light source kind of in its peripheral. Um, but yeah, we've got, um, ask, yeah, thank you for introducing it. We do have some new merch, all the better for yorping with. Um, like, what are you going to do with that, though? Are you going to send it to me or like, what's, what are I you mean, going to do with the merch? You can have one. If you would like, are they like a good quality hat, like usurpers hats, like yeah, the rhino are, hat? Yeah, these are new era ones. So you know, like the, you know, like the baseball. What you know, the American. Um, what's the what's the phrase I'm looking for? The franchise baseball. MLB. MLB. You know, like the MLB baseball caps are all new era ones, like the official ones. Oh, I didn't know that. Is um, new era a brand? Yeah, yeah. Well, they're they're okay. the official ones, aren't they? That's like I haven't just hallucinated that have i did you yeah, just wake no up idea. knowing that one day you dreamt it up uh is that even a real brand it must yeah, be yeah yeah that's <laughs> it's like a, it's like a thing new era it's like, uh, i saw it on someone's hat in gta 5 yeah mlb nfl nba the yeah it's like the it's like the official one i think oh ryan has remembered the 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 uh slogan your pup shield down. down that's the one we we are actually legit working on some merch for that like for for the podcast we keep talking about podcast merch we are actually going to do it but um, yeah that, that yeah, grabs these, trash though that needs some work yeah i know it's whatever 
fuck off. Anyway, the point is, <laughs> good hats. Actually, legit, good good quality hats. They are new era 940s, and they're going to be used to try and drum up business or just impress people in general at a few conferences we're going to. So what uh, kind what? of quantity did you order? What conferences are you going to? Um, well, amongst other things, we're going to Money 2020 in Amsterdam um, and Brussels Blockchain Week. And there's no real correlation between places that have good beer and nice cultural attractions that I might want to go to in the weekend before and after the conferences. Not that you. That, that is exactly that is complete coincidence. Um, <laughs> and you certainly didn't go to them. Yeah, I, and you know, I, I I will be arriving there directly, going directly to the conference, getting as bored as possible by the most boring talks I can find, and then immediately getting back over the channel to good old Brexit Island. And Wait, the the weekend following, didn't you need to do um like that following weekend? I thought you had to meet up with some other teams there and do some collaboration. Uh, fuck knows. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> like my fucking uh, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't really, like, like at the moment. Um, that's, uh, that's, that's for the tax man, man. That's for yeah, the tax man. With, look, the thing is, if if I wasn't reasonably sure we would be driving up new business from going to things, I wouldn't pay for going to shit because that's exactly how tight I am as a as a business owner, director, whatever the heck it is. Um, <laughs> what what kind of business are you hoping to drum up there? Um, At money twenty twenty three. Uh, well, so. Uh, in order to get a discounted pass, I have had to specifically say that we are a product business. So we w- we're we not there as cons- as a consultancy firm, Null, and I resent the implication that we're going to use it to try and draw up consultancy business. That's obviously not what we're, going to, what we were going to do. Otherwise, we would have had to pay for a full price ticket. Yeah, we're going to be talking about the various protocols we've launched in, in Web3 to other parties, you know, so that we can collaborate, discuss ideas, challenges um novel invent- incentive schemes and how that might you know interface with tradfi you know there's those there's those sorts of human to human interactions we're really looking for because we're not really like looking to raise funding or anything so it's jesus it's more fuck. of a fact finder you know, i almost whatever. went to sleep yeah exactly <laughs> that's the plan we had to literally to get our discounted pass three three rounds of proving that we were actually somewhat qualified to get a discounted pass as a startup it was uh it was fun Anyway, um, Rama says dad isn't here to keep them <laughs> under control. No, dad is, has left it, the building. It is a little bit like that. It is a little bit like that. Um, so we, we do have a few things on the spreadsheet, but like, I'm kind of like, you know, given that we know that, that Usurper, Usurper said he was just going to go out for some cigarettes. So like, I, I've got to assume he will be back <laughs> at some point and I'm kind of saving the topics for him. It's like, it's like, dad, where are you? Where? If you good cigarettes? Daddy, are you ever coming back? Do you want to talk to us about the Atom Economic Zone, Dad? Um, <laughs> yeah, so what is the Atom Economic Zone? Like that, that, that's come up this week. And I was like, does that just mean people are using ICS? Is that it? I don't think so, because people have been listing it as like the Atom Economic Zone, ICS, and the liquid staking module, I think. I don't, I don't think they're the same. I have been seeing a lot lately that like projects should leave other protocols and go to where the 
atom economic zone is. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Is there like a medium or something? I don't know. Hey, Brian, everyone's trying. You want to hop in on the 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 the, the stream and explain to us? Yeah, Rama would know. <laughs> We're just validated plebs. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Like I I've thought seen... it was the same thing as ICS. I just literally, I literally read that and went, ah, is it another that, day? That's what I assumed as well. Another like, day, oh, yeah. another rebrand of ICS. Join um, up as a fucking uh, consumer chain or whatever. I think yeah, it, like I think it's specifically not ICS. Can we can we rebrand consumer chain to surf chain? We're talking about SERF. Is that what we're talking about right now? <laughs> Trust, of course, an Australian and somebody from the West Coast immediately go to the U, the the, the word with U, and then are really confused by that. Yeah, so no, Rama S E R F in indenture forever, indenture forever. That's that's what we were going for. Yeah, Rama says that the Adam Economic Zone is a meme of Adam 2.0, which was rejected, right? I thought Adam 2.0 was rejected. You see, once again, once again, Rama, you should just be on the fucking stream because. This is how do you? What was the? Um, I, I got a little baseball cap, not like this, um, for Ash the other day, and I spent a lot of time. Uh, sorry to go back to merch again, but a lot of time basically making him look like he is in one of those awful sports metal bands, you know, from the early 2000s where they all had the sideways cap and the baggy trousers because obviously, like, they're tiny, everything looks baggy on them, so then you put on a sideways cap. And it's just like a mini Fred Durst. It's brilliant. They look awful. Um, look like right scumbags. Even like as a baby, you're like, fuck, I would hate your band. I would hate your band. Um, sorry. It's that the ba- I just, I just, I don't know. Like I've, we printed these. I actually don't wear baseball caps. I'm not that, I, I like quite like baseball, but I'm, I'm not that asked about baseball caps, but I know that other people are. So anyway. So fucking usurper has basically not taken off his hat since he had them delivered. I was talking to him the other day. It was literally fucking 1 a.m. where he is, and he still had the hat on inside. I'm like, are you trying to shield me? Or he's like, no, I just wear But But, like, doesn't your head do get my warm? Today. Doesn't your head get warm? Like, because that's the thing I th- I find with hats. I'm just like, like, they're kind of cool, but we also have a hat on my head. It's so fucking annoying. But it also it, it also kind of constricts your head. You know what I mean? It like it makes you feel like you're less free. You're like, I've got this thing on my head. It's constraining my thinking. <laughs> that's a little bit it's a, that's holding a, me back man <laughs> that, that, that is a little bit whatever it is, is it the simpsons where he where where bart is on the he, he, they give him an ex- experimental new drug don't they for adhd and then he's just and he's like i need to unconstrain my mind and then he puts tim Ford on his head and then shoots down the satellite doesn't he that's the, the episode of the simpsons i sure. don't remember that Super, one Definitely do you remember that is the one which ends with the it turns out the satellite is spying on everybody on behalf of Major League Baseball. And there's some baseball star from the period that episode was from, um, <clears throat> turns up on the scene and is like, okay, folks, we should come clean with you. We have been spying on you. But would you like to know the terrifying reason that Major League Baseball has been spying on you? Or would you like to see me hit some dingers? And everybody's like, Hit some dingers, and he just like, and just that's the end of the episode. They just, they just, just hit. I do remember that. And then he pulls, he pulls the, he pulls like the black box or something from the satellite, and then just hides under his hat, his baseball cap, and then like does the little Simpson shifty eyed look around, and then that's the end of the episode. 
Uh, Not going to lie, though. Stopped watching The Simpsons 23 years ago. Yeah, when it was still good, right? Hmm. I, South Park came out. <laughs> I gather you've missed nothing since because I, I don't think anybody's talking about any of The Simpsons from the last 23 years having classic moments like that one. How how long? Have, they must have been running for like fucking 50 years. The Simpsons? Yeah. I, I guess they're so. still running. I think they're right. still running, yeah. Well, fucking the South Park has 23 years under their belt. How can you just still be motivated after 23 years of making a cartoon? Surely more than 23 years because South Park started before the millennium, didn't it? South Park, well, I mean, they're up to season 23, aren't they? 24? Yeah, yeah. I don't think they do one a, I don't think they can do one a year then because, I mean, the fucking South Maybe Park. Maybe they missed a couple of years. Oh, yeah, they missed a couple South of years. South Park movie that. was after series four, wasn't it? And that's like year 2000, 2001. I mean, it has all the Baldwins in it as a relevant thing. So it must have been a long time ago. The Baldwins. <laughs> yeah, because it has that joke, doesn't it? Like, all the Baldwins are dead. Even Billy Baldwin. No. No. Um, whoever, whoever Billy Baldwin is. The Simpsons has done a pretty good job with keeping current, though, I think. Like, they had probably... Oh, you mean South Park? Yes, thank you. I mean South Park, yeah. <laughs> like, South Park has done well saying. with staying current. They had, like, I don't know, 10 seasons or so. I feel like it weaned off a bit but after like season 20 after the uh the member barrier season it's been i think they've, they've done much better with with renewing enthusiasm for it i remember seeing an episode with um like very occasionally i just dip back into it and there's like the, the one where they jump forward to the future and it had cartman as like a, an, an elderly jewish man and that sport sorry that probably should have had a spoiler alert in front of it and, and that entire episode was hilarious. And, I was like, and, that, and then there was there were several episodes in like a run in like a story arc, and that was actually pretty funny. I was like, okay, fair enough. I would want to be like, oh, I'm so very past this now, and I was like, okay, actually, it's quite funny. All right, fuck off then. Well done, South Park. Um, so as some economic zone, it's a meme, right? Fine, fair enough. Meme lords. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of. Have you noticed how like the like the thought leadership? is like um inversely correlated with token price so like the more the more the market's getting bearish like the more fucked everything is the more it's time for like future brain future brain men to come out of the um out of the woodwork and and deliver their future brain thoughts which i mean to be fair if you're going to build any time it's during a bear so and it's very hard to tell what is a future brain man thought and what is a um actually good idea of what what will actually get built so maybe i should be less fucking jaded about it all but even so well also it's like on the downswing was never you want changes to happen or when people think they want changes to happen because you're on a downswing therefore we need to change something so when someone comes forward suddenly they're a savior i mean i guess it's also like whether or not so the really interesting thing to me honestly like is whether or not the app chain model can even support a second bull run I think that's like completely untested because well, so, so, so my point is that like the app chain model at the moment is, Hey, if you've got Cosmos SDK and IBC, you're golden. Right. Um, but it misses the fact that they all have one thing in common. They all have Cosmos SDK and IBC, right. Which functionally for a lot of outside observers makes them all one tech stack, one blockchain. Right. So if, if you, if it's all about, catching a wave and it's all about like what is the current generation of things and then everything else is an alt other than 
Bitcoin Ethereum, let's say, then then that's more interesting, right? Because you you end up with a, an entire ecosystem that actually, and and this could happen to uh, Polkadot as well, right? So I think they probably, I, I mean, I don't know what the Polkadot price is doing right now, but I suspect my my fucking dot is not exactly going to put me into an early retirement, possibly an early fucking grave. I don't know, but like that, I, I suspect that's not making me any money right now. And I imagine the ecosystem, I would have thought, is going to have a similar problem to to what Cosmos does, which is that although it is, uh, you know, kind of well, it's an ecosystem, right? It's a, it's a chain, it's a system of different interrelated networks they have enough in common that they may rise or fail like they may succeed or fail together and if their time and their time may not come again right which is an interesting predicament well i mean there's there's chains in the ecosystem like ie that use the sdk or like early versions of like bnb chain and chronos and something else probably terra that were for the longest time like reasonably disconnect from the rest of the um, ecosystem and particularly like BNB and Kronos. Like if you ask their community anything about the Cosmos, they'll say, what the fuck is it? Because they're just, they're marketed separately. So not necessarily, I don't think, to your point. Yeah, fair. It just depends on how they, you know, if you market it as IBC chain, well, what's IBC? Well, that's this fucking ecosystem of stuff then people are going to go, okay, and then that's, you know, now you're marketing as a whole. But if you're like, this is our BNB chain and we're not even connected to that other dog shit, then, you know. Well, the, say, the say approach. Hey? Well, so I kind of like, so obviously. Yeah, like say are completely marketing separately. Obviously, yeah. they'll be connected to IBC. They're, they're not calling but, anybody else dog shit, but they are effectively. No, but they're, they're not out there going, look at us, we're going to join the IBC gang. They're out there going, we're going to build the fastest finality you've ever fucking seen. And uh, you know that's us. Come, come, build a dex or something. So, you know, there's different approaches which can disconnect you from the ecosystem, marketing-wise. Yeah, and I think it's quite because I think we've we've talked about it enough at the show that I think you know the the idea that IBC might be the thing that outlasts the actual the rest of it is like a, not a new not a new idea on this on this pot on this potty. But um, yeah, I don't know. It it, it is it it's I suppose. Uh, what was that thing we were talking about the other day that there was that, um, article you shared shortly, which was like, it was about like thinking of the worst thing being a life skill. Like what, what, what was that? I can't for life me think of what the title was. Staring into the abyss as a core life skill. Staring into the abyss as a core life skill. I mean, this is pure game of nice material. This, this kind of, uh, this article, but like, I wonder if like, maybe I've taken that a bit to heart after reading that article. Maybe that's why I'm not in a negative headspace, but I'm a little bit like, well, you know, nothing's forever, dude. Um, who knows? Um, but like the other thing I've been wondering a lot and also as an aside, it's funny in the chat that Ben has just said, Rama has just called my work a meme. Um, so I believe Ben is part of the, that, uh, yeah. Okay. Right. They're just, they're just going to have it out in the chat. We'll come back to that later. Um, so, but one of the other things that's come up a lot recently, especially on Juno, is like this the the whole Babylon thing. And obviously Babylon is um expanding out into the cosmos. But like <clears throat> whilst I see the utility of it, I'm like, isn't the whole Babylon thing also an admission that the DPOS doesn't really well, I guess maybe it's the thing of like, why not have more types of security, right? Would be the counter argument. 
Can you expand on that more, though? Uh, I don't quite understand why uh, the existence of Babylon means that delayed proof of stake is less uh, viable. Well, like, be- before you do that, can you just explain to the viewers what Babylon does? Well, so it's, 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 it's just bringing, like, essentially, uh, what's it called? Not proof of stake. The other one, the big boy. Work. The unit. Yeah, proof <laughs> of work. Um, Bitcoin. What is right? that thing again? <laughs> What was the sweet Jesus, um, the father of crypto? What was, was, what was it? Again, the thing I spent all of mine on pizza. What the fuck was that called? It's called Coinbit or something like Coin that. Coin something gold. My, something. My dad calls it Bitcoin, and I don't think he's doing it ironically. I think he's just shit with like hearing. He's, he's like, not doing it because he's a funny, funny guy. Are you still doing stuff with the Bitcoin? <laughs> Uh, Dad, it's actually called the Big Con, and yes, I'm doing very well, thank you. Yeah, it's quite the Ponzi. Sorry, uh, continue. <laughs> it's actually quite the Ponzi, I'll have you know. <laughs> twist, twist, evil moustache, oh, swirls brandy. <laughs> where's my, where's my pipe gone? <laughs> Sorry, maybe, continue maybe, about your maybe we need pipes. Maybe vivid maybe. explanation of uh, Babylon with all of the technical details queued up. <laughs> Do I fuck? I have a, I have a. I tried to remember how many weeks old my baby is then and then drew a blank for a second. Seven week old baby. Um, no, I don't. I don't other than, than I guess immediately as soon as there's a proof of the. So, right. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, okay. <laughs> so friends of mine call this, call this Hugh Granting, right? Which is when, uh, so I should clear, I clarify northern friends of mine call this Hugh Granting, like which is where a southern friend of theirs fails to make a point and just makes incoherent noises instead rather than actually actually saying any words um because it's like it's very like some of the stuff from those like romantic comedies in the 90s but it's it's a verbal tick that is unfortunate that just it just it just sounds funnier if you have a southern british accent for whatever reason but obviously like anybody can do it you just go and whatever anyway, the, the point is that like different Where types are you going of with this di- right so the point was about, man. different right I, well i felt i was being laughed at so i felt, felt i had to defend myself back to the point the point is that like different types of security economic security makes sense i get that and there are a lot of different things you can do within smart contracts, a lot of things you can do within proof of stake as a concept. The point is that proof of stake is broadly sold as this is a better system than proof of work, right? And it is so de- definitively better that we want to abandon proof of work to move to proof of stake. It's great. And that argument has been made enough in enough context. And like, I don't feel like that it is controversial in any way to say that that is something that the whole proof of work every single proof of work chain pretty much has as a given as a thing they're ready to throw back in people's faces who make any kind of criticism from um like resource usage or finality or any number of different things right it's like no no proof of stakes now the way we do things generally obviously i know there are a bunch of exceptions to that rule blah 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 but like it's been very very heavily oversold okay and not wrongly like there's a lot of benefits to proof of stake okay Uh, and obviously and there's a variety of different types of proof of stake anyway and within those, you can combine them to to create another a number of different types of security. So my point is that it feels, based on the way we've talked about proof of work for for a long period of time, very very retrogressive to suddenly go, 
oh, actually, it turns out that we actually do need proof of work after all because our shiny new fucking proof of stake is actually Garbo. That is what I feel like. And that is maybe an irrational reaction, but like the whole thing is that proof of work has always been an elegant solution. It has always been an incredibly, incredibly elegant technical solution to the problem. It's just that it doesn't actually scale, right? Like nobody's denying that, I think. But you, you just, I don't know, there's just something that sticks in my craw about about the kind of the the shoe coming off the other, other foot now about like, oh, actually there's a bunch of things that we that are much more desirable, but instead of like, I don't know, it just feels like, and, and I know, I know this is maybe not a, like for some chains and a lot of the chains of the cosmos that are looking at this as a solution are also moving towards things like mesh security, which is great. Um, so it's not like people are just abandoning novel solutions and going, oh, we can just relax and use proof of work. But I don't know. It just feels like super weird. It's like, I don't know. Th- there's just something about it that feels super weird. Just like, why do we need this? I mean, so my take on it is proof of work has its place, right? And if we can adopt a current proof of network network and leverage its security in some form or fashion rather than like spinning up another one, that's ideal, right? Like we don't we don't need thousands of proof of network chains to add more energy inefficiencies. Now, I don't really understand still the intricacies of Babylon. Um it's kind of one of those things where other people are excited about it. So I'll just be enthusiastic, but if we're able to leverage multiple different paradigms of security and it works, I think that's a key point. And it works. We probably should. Yeah. The other, the other thing I guess I don't know. And um, <clears throat> as an aside, I probably should have had my mini I'm an idiot rant at some point in the future. Cause I believe we'll, we might actually be able to get Matt Bell on the podcast who can tell me what I'm wrong. Um, but the other thing is, like, it's a bit strange to see, like, Babylon coming, oh, I guess things got delayed, but, like, the whole point is Babylon bridging BTC into into the cosmos, right? But that, that was also Nomic's thing, right? Um, Wait, is Babylon bridging Bitcoin into the cosmos? I didn't realize it was doing that. I thought that was the goal. I mean, I, I've once again, look, I've, the real smart people are in the, are in the comments anyway, so tell me if I'm wrong, but I thought that was the whole point of Babylon. I thought the point of Babylon was to, you know what? I don't know enough to make any sort of claims and I don't want to be spreading false information as if I'm some sort of authority on the matter. But I don't think, I don't think the purpose of Babylon is to bridge in Bitcoin. It's not bridging, is it? I've reminded myself from their about page, what it is about. It's not quite that, is it? So there are slightly different use cases, but then God, this is, this is back when we get to my, I didn't give a shit about Bitcoin problem, or at least I don't own any Bitcoin anymore. And I'm not that interested in it, but like it reminds me that I am very, very, very out of date on how it's being expanded out into other networks. So uh, whatever. I understand Nomic because at least like that's just bridging an asset. I'm like, yeah, bridges. Yeah, that's very good. I understand this. Um, Babylon is all very whatever, man. <laughs> Well, in conclusion, sorry everybody. Just ignore the last ten minutes of my, of my, of my tired rant here. Of like, why the fuck do we need Babylon? It turns Have out you, the ten minutes of Hugh Granting. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure they're actually. That's a great callback. Yeah, uh, I made notes. Of time. <laughs> um, <clears throat> there we go in the chat. Somebody has got a one, a one-liner, succinct one-liner. Babylon gives Cosmos chains. 
fuck off. Gives Cosmos Chains the ability to timestamp their block on Bitcoin. There you go. So, I, I guess we, I guess, I guess we need that. I guess I just still don't understand really why that is like what what's achieved by reducing unbonding time, right? Like you can change unbonding time to a week. Are they suggesting that using Babylon will take unbonding down time down to like seven seconds, or however long one block of Bitcoin takes a minute or whatever? Like I guess I guess that still doesn't answer to to me. Like, what's achieved by reducing unbonding time? Deep dive on uh, Babylon. Yeah, I guess we we had this conversation with me previously where we were like, is it? Is it the case that an unbonding time of even one day is enough to deter? Like, at what point? Because it's got to be like a, it's got to be like um, a non-linear relationship, hasn't it? Like the incentive structure of unbonding time is probably a bell curve, some kind in terms of what what majority of users will do it. A majority uh, at, at a given day, and then it's just like different days is like the it shifts. Do you know what I mean? Like the, everybody will unbond and then here and then after a while it will be like an actual curve. And then after here, it'll be like, nobody will bond. So like, it'll be like, um, um, it, Hey, if you sleep, if you sweep a bandpass filter through the audio um, frequency with a high, uh, the audio range with a high Q, it will look like that, right? Where it'll go swoosh across there, high point, whoom, and, and that would be the probable incentive structure of no um, one knows what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> well, I don't I know. know I know you're talking about, but man, you're, you're what swoosh. Boom. Wow. That. Yeah. Is, people can't so understand that. Here, on the podcast. here zero Hertz. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, so those in the podcast. I really apologize for the, for this, but here zero Hertz here. Say 20 K Hertz swoosh. High Q. Wham. That's what I'm talking about. Um, I don't really know. I have no formal math trading. So although I know that this will be statistics, would it? Distribution. What What are distributions? What branch of math does that fall into? I mean, it depends what kind of distributions, but I'd say probably statistics. I mean, like distributions. Rama, save us. <laughs> Somebody with math. <laughs> Wait, no, don't you have to do maths in your job or something? You you must have maths. Who? Is, so are you talking to me? I was reading. Yeah, is, this, is this statistics? Uh, fuck, I don't even know what you're talking about. So, well, hold on. You lost me after a woman swoosh, and I was like, oh, fuck it. I, I, I need to go back to Babylon. In my mind, having a longer unbonding period of like two weeks is a feature. Why can we not just change our bonding period to, to one day? Why why does the security of Bitcoin allow for that as opposed to, you know, some networks have, Osmosis has 14 days, for example, right? And I don't see any inherent reason why we couldn't just reduce it down to seven days as well. I'm sure if I went back and read the tendermint documentation, I'd get some darn answers or not. But well, like, I yeah, I mean, why, why can't unbonding bond, um, unbonding time be one hour, thirty seconds? That's why I thought block. it was a feature. Like, you want there to be some sort of unbonding time, so you have some sort of skin in the game, right? That was my assumption. So, what long range attacks, Rama? You just need to get on and explain this to us. Like, what are you doing? Gansey's here, by the way. Gansey's stake seeder. I'm pretty sure. And Gansi, you or you should hop in and and jump in and say something. I don't think I've ever seen Gansi or heard him. I'm not sure if he's like doxified. They've been in the chat before, 100. percent I guess what's a long range attack? This is this is. I mean, we, we probably. <laughs> I think what we've concluded here is that the yeah. 
Game the of goal, the goal of Babylon is something very, very, very different from what we think it is, and that by so again to those on the pod, um, we make the joke a lot about this being the group chat. This is just the call that we have every week, and we podcast it out of a combination of masochism and self-importance. The two you, you are fighting. You are watching three validators fly are, uncontrollably. You are literally watching three people in real time try and suss out what the fuck Babylon is about and somewhat failing. Um, so yeah, the life. <laughs> yeah, there's there's definitely more action like in the in the chat here. There's so in, in, in the in the, chat, but, in the chat, Ben Davis. So Ben Ben Rama Gazni uh, and others have been basically oh, informing us what the hell. Um, is actually up with this stuff and um, Ben has suggested that the chat take over the podcast and I can only conclude that would lead to more informative content at this point um, it's, we just need when when's dad going to be back from getting the cigarettes that's the other question I don't think dad's coming back is dad not coming back no <laughs> feeling yeah. particularly abandoned at this point I mean he would know he would he would know but uh, I mean to be fair none of us validate at uh babylon right i mean I, th- I threw my hat in the ring and then i just like didn't get a call back you know what i mean yeah me too so partial match uh he he, he gets it i'm telling everyone the validators don't know what long-range attacks are spot on people keep saying it's a long-range attack i don't know what that means <laughs> explain yourself man Oh, that's just the that's just the tech. I've looked it up. It's just the technical term for the the. So you know uh, the fifty one percent attack on proof of work is the yeah. equivalent where you create a fake version of the chain, but for proof of stake. For all the listeners who are like you know frustrated that, with our failing, Gazney says uh, David C, the founder, gave a recent talk on A sixteen Z YouTube channel. It's got everything you need to know. So, you know, there's a resource with people that know what they're talking about. Oh, I'll, did you do this already? I can do this. I'll send Rama the invite. He's not my he's, friend on Discord, so I can't send him one. He's probably watched it. We, uh, oh, guys, we sent, um, we sent Rama a, uh, a gift from the, from the Gone group chat, by the way. I'll tell you what it is because he doesn't what, invite. Well, I sent him an invite just now, but no, we IRL sent him some mail. What greater gift is there than an invite to the weirdest podcast that's currently in the cryptoverse? We just need an adult in the room. At this point, can we really call it a crypto podcast? I don't feel like we've talked actually about crypto that much in the last at least six months. Oh, error. What? I mean, we could talk more about crypto that's a possibility um do you know, I mean, do, the, do the listeners really want to hear about crypto i mean probably um hey well, what we talked about when when i kind of went undercover to that to that conference and it was all academics talk about stuff there was a lot of interest in theoretical crypto stuff then so yeah. the fun thing about theoretical crypto is from my experience and what i've read there seems to be a very big dearth of like understanding between theoretical crypto and what's actually happening in the cryptoverse that's my take well yeah that was sort of there was there were basically two different things going on as far as i could tell there was a group of people who were like hey wouldn't it be cool if this happened it's like yeah that's already been built that already exists um and then there was like 
hey, uh, we're just going to present our paper and then go. Um, but we're, we actually like launched a bunch of stuff and it's all very, it's very big brain, like DeFi stuff. And we thought it was pretty clever. So we got a research paper out of it. Hi, oh, and anyway, catch you later. We're out. And it was like, oh, okay, those are the guys, those are the guys you want to talk to these other people less so. And then as we've established with this Babylon thing, I'm not the guy to do that talking to anybody because I'm a very slow learner and uh theoretical grasp on things takes some time and energy and i have to actually kind of care quite a bit about something to get my head around it is the other problem um it's a little bit white like so the, the example here, too close. it's too close to boat isn't it um yeah, caring so tedious well it is you know hey it's Sweet. baby daddy. in the room how are we all doing you serp it you uh you look different mate after have to go out for those cigarettes Dad came cigarettes back. Age you. Yeah, cigarettes <laughs> age you. Uh, I did forget the milk. Sorry about that. But here we are. I got some milk for you in the fridge. Oh, You're only down you the road. So I'm so glad you, you are. are man. You're looking well. I'm tired. <laughs> You're looking I have tired. A three-year-old. You're looking well. Yeah, I have a three-year-old in the lounge room currently uh, eating cereal and uh, late for daycare. So here we are. <laughs> All good. Wait a minute. Don't. Don't you have a new bean as well, or you got one on the way? No, yep, new new boy. He's a week and a couple of days old as well. He's sleeping with mum. Oh, oh, damn! Congratulations. Delivered, delivered. Yep, right. shipped. Stork shipped it. Bringeth <laughs> Ver- version yeah. 2.0 shipped. The stork airdrop, stork drop. Yep. Is that what you call it the other day, Frey? Stork drop. Something like that. One of one. One of one stork drop. One of one stork drop. <laughs> Oh, all right. Uh, I don't know how much time I have, but essentially, yeah, Frey, you got it right. So um, Babylon uh, chain, it's going to bring in uh, Bitcoin blocks. Uh, And the intention is that every Cosmos chain that implements Babylon will have uh, a Bitcoin block ID uh, signed in that block number uh, to prevent long range attacks. So uh, intention is to reduce, to be able to reduce block times to hours in the short term. So I think osmosis is going for you know, five or seven hours is the plan for the first release. Um, and that'll be verified by, you know, whenever you go back through time, there'll be Bitcoin blocks. So you can't really fake uh, another version of the chain and, and kind of fork it and take over. Um, so that's, that's like, the premise of Babylon. Uh, I think there's a number of chains looking at it. Uh, Osmosis is kind of leading the charge. Uh, Evmos, Juno, uh, I think Hua also is looking to do it. Chihuahua, I don't know how you guys pronounce it. Um, uh, I, I like the idea. Wawa. Um, hua, hua, hua. <laughs> um, the, the only other thing that I think uh, a lot of people are kind of skipping over with regards to Babylon is the actual like IBC client timeouts. So, or the, the threshold. Uh, which is like um, the the timeout between the two chains. So it needs to be like two thirds bonding period, I think. Yeah, yep, that's right, two thirds bonding period. Um, and you can't actually reduce that currently with the current version of IBC. It's a an actual IBC limit. Uh, spoken to kind of Jack and the IB, well, briefly spoken to Jack about it, uh, and they're not actually sure how people are going to implement uh, lower bonding periods with that. So either a fork of the IBC code or, you know, the IBC team will need to implement something uh, or Babylon. I do actually remember that conversation despite the sleep deprivation. So that, that makes sense. 
the so but the the point is that like I say, but back to so back to the long range attack stuff. Like I don't really see why I don't see how with the mechanisms that Tender Mint has in place. Now I understand what the long range attack thing means. It's it's essentially the it's essentially the forgery of the chain, right? It's the it's the term for that. So Tendermint has a number of different mechanisms in place to to stop this, right? Um, a known set of Genesis validators, for example, GenTX. So if you've ever submitted a GenTX, that's a way of knowing who actually has the authority to create the the first block. So that my question would be like, I don't, I feel like possibly I've missed something very fundamental here, but I don't see. I, I know I can see there's a number of different problems that can arise in terms of economic security, uh, in terms of like bank runs and, and capital flight, liquidity, all that sort of stuff to do with um, really, really low bonding periods. You know, we're talking like maybe less than a day, something like that. Like it, it, it's going to introduce a lot of volatility into the asset. But I, I feel like I've, I've missed the memo on where the long range attack vector is there because fundamentally you still can't bootstrap a chain from nothing and then in addition you have a bunch of other things you know block to block which actually guarantee some um some continuity of the validator set and like you say there's things like ibc timeouts there's a number of different stateful mechanisms built into the chain that actually do preserve continuity so is this simply that the idea is that when the when the number gets small enough, you could have the entire val set hypothetically switch out between two blocks. Yeah, like sixty-six percent. Yeah, yeah exactly. And 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 in so between that period is like, let's say uh, we have a block, um, and then all of a sudden, sixty-six percent of the val set says, "No, this is now the new version." Uh, and by the way, we now have ninety-nine percent of the total chain supply. Continuing on from there, um, Babylon would say, "Well, actually." the the Bitcoin numbers don't reference that. You're you're a fraud validator set. Away we go. Okay, so then we've literally we've solved a hard problem by pushing the the role of distributed consensus onto a Bitcoin block. Uh, essentially, is, that's kind of what I understand it. Yeah, which like I I may have understood that wrong. That there might there might be some subtlety there, but as somebody who's like interest in this stuff because they came out with distributed systems that 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 definitely feels like a retrogression step like i yeah now all of a sudden it's bitcoin is the proof of chain viability or like a bitcoin block right versus the validator set and consensus i want blockchains to get as fast as apache kafka i want to be able to put three petabytes of data through it a second in a in a ninety nine thousand core cluster that's how you get quick that's how you have the fun times i'm not sure it's whatever man if I was smart enough to do that, I'd be working. Well, and and we can only go so fast, right? Because Bitcoin blocks are only so fast, right? So uh, yeah. in in future versions, and I've talked about this briefly, and feel free to tell me to shut up and we'll move on. But like you know, Tendermint and in Cosmos isn't going to be or Comet BFT isn't going to be the consensus mechanism for every Cosmos chain going forward, right? We're we're already seeing new consensus mechanisms come out. They're faster. They're more efficient. Um, they're not being used readily at the moment, but they will be if Comet doesn't kind of pick up its game. Uh, IBC is going to be the thing that bridges everything and what's underlying that doesn't necessarily matter. So uh, for me, you know, I don't really look or care too much about the underlying consensus mechanism. I care about uh, IBC and how it integrates and uh, what can be faster. And um, briefly, 
uh, Evolutions was dropped today, you know, Juno Evolutions. It's referenced in there, like, you know, already moving out modules of uh, the core SDK with regards to governance, um, moving towards things like, you know, uh, uh, CW, SDK and the like, because they just move too slowly, like Comet BFT and Tendermint. They're very good, but they're very slow. Um, so uh, the future is probably not going to be those unless they kind of improve their the rate in which they ship. Um, and, you know, what we know now won't be the same in, you know, three years time i don't think well so just like theoretically the the a lot of the consensus mechanisms and engines that have come out since were very heavily inspired by the work that was done on tendermint but you know tendermint is now uh what's 2016 i think so you know if you think about like you know all the things that are narwhal and hot stuff and all that sort of stuff that's been done since i was reading some stuff that I didn't fully understand about a different suggested way of getting. So a bit of a callback. We had the, what was it? Big balls, Bitcoin episode a little while ago where we were talking about the, um, the consultation on the digital pound where they say like 30,000 transactions per second or get the fuck out. Like that's the baseline performance. Um, I've been reading some of the stuff on like the, the technology suggestions for like, it's probably not going to be DLT. Um, but some of the technology suggestions for like, okay, hypothetically, if it was going to be DLT, how would we like just blank piece of paper? How would we do it? Knowing what we know about current consensus mechanisms, knowing what we know about distributed systems. And that stuff is very above my pay grade, but it is interesting. And it is absolutely not how Tendermint or many of the current consensus mechanisms work. Like people who are looking at super fast stuff, they are they are thinking of very, very novel ways of doing stuff. And like you say, Rama, that's the the thing you're kind of looking to and going, well, uh, yeah, probably going to be on top of something else. But again, that's definitely the mood of the room of the podcast, I, I guess, and has been for a while. So, hey, ho. <laughs> I think he's gone. I think he's oh, I Rama? Think he's, I think maybe, I think maybe a, a, small, a small human is like killed his feng shui no oh, there we just go. uh making sure that she's <laughs> eating her breakfast yeah we can hear her in the background now <laughs> it's it like it's so funny because like obviously nala rama are on the same continent but we have a guest director. i'm gonna say hello to everyone wave <laughs> hello mate hey yeah hello Hi. <laughs> are you eating your breakfast i have a uh, I have a hundred work makes noises and I feel like she probably can't hear us. No, she can't. Uh. They want to know about crypto. <laughs> do, you, do you know about crypto? No. No. Doesn't not interested. Just cares do about you, fire trucks and blaze. Do you know about Bitcoin? <laughs> Can you get your daughter to explain Babylon to us, please, Rama? <laughs> Uh, yeah, she does do a lot of babbling, so she probably could do a pretty good job. It's funny, of, you guys are on the same continent. The it, doesn't, it doesn't look like it. It looks like there's very different things going on. Well, single bachelor life versus, uh, you know, dad life. Well, I'm I guess not, it's also like it's all, art- bachelor. it's all artificial lighting for Null in the basement as well. Yeah, there are really bright lights, like, you know, behind that curtain that's hung on the wall. It's just like an LED strip. Yeah, the periodic, your parents pounding on the floor. No, oh, what they... are you doing down there? Are you talking to your friends again? Are you talking Shut to up, those Mama internet perverts? 
Don't show anyone Cosmos your dick. Networks. <laughs> Bashing on the ceiling. All right. I do have to drop. I've got to sort this kid out. Get ready for daycare. Right. Or I'll go drop back down to uh, viewer. Thanks, all. Thanks, thanks so much for jumping in. I really appreciate that. That makes way more sense now. See you, Ram. Okay. So in conclusion, it turns out we kind of did figure out what it was, kind of. But we did need Rama to set us straight. So there you go. Um, well, so now I'm curious, though. So he said that other chains can implement Babylon. Does that mean that? Does that mean there's going to be like Cosmos chain sending a transaction into Bitcoin and like timestamping ourselves? So let's say ten chains implement Babylon. Does that mean for every Bitcoin block, there's going to be ten transactions from a Cosmos chain? So then they'll have to keep feeding Bitcoin. Like what? Yeah, I guess so. That just seems hilarious to me. The circle, look, 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 Schultzy, the circle state continues. That is, that's the one, the only thing better than a Ponzi is an even bigger Ponzi. No, Babylon does that for us. So we don't need to create our own transaction. Babylon will have, Babylon, does it need to create a transaction on, on Bitcoin? So if it creates one transaction, that'll be, be sufficient for all networks. Is that, is that how that works? <laughs> This is the, this is one of the strangest episodes. We we really really cannot do without Usurper. Um, Presumably, we, it's all like in the same encrypted message. Yeah, be yeah. Like it must just it must just it must just take all the data and then hash it. You know, thought right? yeah, like in base sixty four or something. Okay, that makes sense. I mean, that's cool. I was just going to say, like, if all the chains start like pumping transactions into Bitcoin, like. Like our, all the our, Bitcoin blocks are just fucking <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> drivel. <laughs> yeah, well, and then it'll be create a weird economic incentive where like only the big chains can afford to use Bitcoin for their security, but because they're a big chain, they kind of don't need that security. Like there'd be some sort of weird interaction happening there. I mean, even if even if Babylon just included one transaction per block on Bitcoin, it's probably like you know. 20% of the transactions on Bitcoin. Really, we should use Monero. Do all the time stamping with Monero rather than Bitcoin. That's that's my take. Or just something cheaper than Bitcoin, because presumably this is costing money, right? I mean, Isn't Monero a privacy chain? How the f- what? Yeah. I mean, that's part of the joke, but yeah. All right. Gotcha. Roji. <laughs> yeah. Got you there. Just went straight um, over my head. I mean, I'd throw in for Lite- Litecoin. I mean, does it matter? Well, I guess it's proof of work, isn't it? The point is it's got to be proof of work, but then, yeah. Mm, yeah, because, because hang on a minute, right? Okay, <laughs> I've just, I've just <laughs> done some time. more, I've done some more thinking here, right? If the fact that, so, right, from that, I think we've established, I think as my understanding is then that the, the long range attack part comes in that you're, your unbonding period is is quick enough that you could have significant moves in the valve set enough to actually knock out consensus, right? At which point, aren't you going to end up having the same, well, you're not going to have quite the same problem as flash loans where you have literally everything occurring in the same block, right? Which is people can attack you with really novel and quite weird um, strats because they all do happen in the same block. But if you have an unbonding period su- that's super, super short, Forget the, forget like the breakdown of actual consensus of chain level and, and, and chain hold. Presumably there's some pretty sophisticated like fuckaroo you can do in terms of just like messing with the actual 
like like the actual chain's uh, liquidity and stability, right? Because yeah, what 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 is to? Well, I guess the problem is that like right. So the thing is that obviously your staking is is so is governed by an external percentage anyway. So other than the fact that the the amount is changing perhaps more quickly, so the rate is less stable. I guess there's probably no deliberate attack surface there, is there? I mean, but what about not to go back to Prop 16, but, <laughs> but back in Prop 16, all like, roads lead to Munich. Exactly. Well, so a lot of people were shit on by people in Prop 16. I think the only reason why they weren't redelegated from, and there was a lot of redelegation, is because of that unbonding period. If suddenly unbonding is like one hour, and Twitter turns against a validator, and they just like lose all their like personal delegations in one run, that. I don't know. That sounds kind of scary. I argue that the 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 drift of delegations wouldn't be that big, like mainly because I feel like over the longer term, the delegators actually get lost. Like you just a lot of people just delegate and then you never see them again, which is a big advantage for long term validators in terms of like gathering stake. But um, at least you won't lose all of the delegations. Maybe so an interesting an, an interesting other thing is that like in other in other networks I think there's the model where and this so my understanding of how this is implemented um, I need to look at the code more closely but um, I've spent part of the week getting a better understanding of how or trying attempting to get a better understanding of how the staking works in Aptos and essentially the majority of like the entire thing is just a smart contract. The difference is it has entry points where governance can change things, right? So there's a series of things that can only really be basically enacted by the governance module giving itself the permissions as a um, an executor, like with key matter, as if it were an executor to to do things like um, changing the inflation rate or something like that, right? So the model there is that validators are very very fungible, like they can be like the, you can see the long-term ambition is that validators there should be a lot of them and they should be fungible because the operator doesn't nest the operator of the validator doesn't necessarily vote the and the voter entity is like completely separate and then the owner is also a, a, a completely different person it's not there's also a model for distributed staking or so delegate proof of stake but it's it's quite again quite different um, but the key thing is that the the floor is so high, like it's not like one atom to spin up a validator. And that's the thing that stops the redelegation is that, <clears throat> well, that's the thing that like in a hypothetical future world stops the redelegation, stops the validator becoming totally fungible is just the floor, which is a very blunt mechanism. But it's interesting to go like, oh, actually, well, if the floor on Juno was just rather than being or or or, or you know, atom cosmos, uh, atom um, osmosis, whoever, instead of being one, was like a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, like whatever a minimum floor was, where you're like, even in a bear market, this is profitable. This is profitable. It has to be profitable. Your TVL on the chain staked, like locked, just has to be higher because the validators have to do it. You have to design your tokenomics in such a way that you you actually can ensure or you think you can ensure at the time of design the tokenomics that it's likely people will be able to actually make enough money based on the percentage that will be locked and then the percentage of emissions. And that that ahead of time, okay, it's a bit of a hit and hope, but that's an interesting 
thought, what is that number? How would that work? Um, the more I understand how those smart contracts work, the more I think, well, I don't think it's, it, I just think it's a different thing. I don't think it's better or worse. I just think, oh, okay, that's really interesting. I can't believe I haven't understood that before now. <laughs> well, and there are some Cosmos chains that have minimums. Like kudos, they their minimum, um, I think their minimum is like 2 million tokens in order to become a validator there. So that that is being seen around and more so than just like, oh, it happens to be that, you know, floor of 100 validators has capped out. There are chains that have that. Yeah. Is this whether or not you can actually work that into the tokenomics, I guess, in a kind of longer term way, is it? Or have it as a feature, not a bug or, or something. <laughs>